Welcome to the Napal Moms Network. Today, we would like to welcome Dr. Inderjeet Gill to our show. Dr. Gill is from Pinnacle Dermatology and is very passionate about our skin and self-esteem. When asked why she chose dermatology, she answered, because skin is so visible. That is so true. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Thank you for having me. I've had plenty of different issues with my self-esteem over the years, but for some reason my complexion and skin has not been one of them. Has any of you struggled with your skin overall? I have, for sure. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting because I think it's one of the last things that we, one of the last specialties that we go to visit. Mm -hmm. And some of that does have to do with self-esteem because you're embarrassed. Um, as a woman, you know, we feel we can just cover up. Right? Mm -hmm. We can spend hundreds sure. and hundreds of dollars just to cover up the problem and maybe it'll go away. Um, and we take care of ourselves. We take vitamins. We try to you know, eat a balanced diet and exercise and we go to our doctors for checkups and dermatology should be no different. I mean, skin's actually our largest organ, <laughs> organ right? So you should be still eating a healthy diet and exercising, mm -hmm. having home maintenance and going to a dermatologist um, for not just the face either in the complexion yeah. I mean just all over what do you what do you see when someone makes an appointment with you what are the typical ages issues are they waiting until the last minute and they have a concern or do sure. people maintain what do you think you, know, you see a little bit of both so you see I see children all the way to people that are over a hundred years old mm. um, so it's it's a nice variety in dermatology you meet those that come in immediately with a problem which is what you want because you mm -hmm. can handle it and take care of it right. and you meet some that maybe have put their head in the sand for a little bit longer <laughs> than you wished mm -hmm. um, but for the most part you know most people have someone around them that's encouraging them to say come go on in someone can help you with that mm -hmm. and that's probably the most important thing that with dermatology most things that are so accessible to us to treat and make an improvement mm -hmm. you know it can help your self-confidence and it can obviously from a medical perspective really keep you from having further disease so getting in there as quickly as you notice there's something going on is is huge I think mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and it's not it's something that can be reoccurring too it's not always this is my problem you fixed it and now I'm fine forever right. you know like I had acne when I was in my late teens I would say and did go to the dermatologist and did the whole Accutane and everything sure. then I was fine for a while then I had children mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you know here it is years yeah. and years later and so I had to find you know at a, an at-home regimen that worked mm -hmm. for me and luckily found that but now being at that age where it's kind of the trifecta uh oh I did all that sun damage and sure. tanned <laughs> now it's catching up mm -hmm. You're still breaking out a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, in that kind of middle age and also aging. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so True. it's so important to just take care of ourselves head to toe. Yeah. Yeah. I know my dad has had numerous things, you know, moles removed from his sure. face or um, precancerous or even cancerous uh, mm -hmm. things removed. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while I'm, you know, showering or laying. I'm like, oh my God, what is that? Is that normal? Yeah. And uh, I've seen a dermatologist. Um, I haven't Great. been for a while, so maybe I'll come and definitely. find you. Right. Um, but there are definitely are things where I look down and I'm like, did that grow? Did that sure. change? What would be your recommendation mm -hmm. of things like that? I mean, obviously going yeah. in to mm -hmm. see for, is there mm -hmm. certain things that we should be looking for? Right. right. So, you know, my first best advice would be once a month, a full skin check yourself. Okay. If you have a partner at home or someone you trust, have them help you. Yeah. You're not going to see the top of your head. You're not yeah. going to see your back that well. So mm -hmm. get help. 
you know, and doing it once a month. You know, I use a lot of my patients. I say, look, if you pay your mortgage, the day you pay your mortgage is the day of your skin. <laughs> like you're never going to finish. Right. You're never going to yeah. forget to pay your mortgage. Right. So take a look over because you are, you know, there's a lot of literature to say that patients spot most of the, most of the worrisome things. Okay. Looking for changes. Is it, is it a new mole? Is it growing? Is it itching? Is it bleeding? Mm. Hey, do I have a sore that keeps coming back in the exact same spot? Why, yeah. why didn't it go away the way we thought it would? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the things you're looking for. Okay. The other interesting thing is that most people will check sun exposed areas, mm. but melanoma can hit sun protected sites as well. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's very, just equally important to look at those areas like the palms, the soles, things that aren't sun exposed. Yeah. Mm. Because those, and those I've can never also looked at that. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think feet. that's something people don't think about, but is, is super important. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I never even thought to look at the, the places that aren't exposed. I know. Mm-hmm. So focused on So focused on the other thing. Um, kind of, you know, we were talking about as adults looking at dermatology. Um, I had a son when he was a teenager who went to a dermatologist because of acne. Um, and there's a lot associated, not from a medical perspective, but just the self-esteem sure. perspective. Sure. So what tips do you have for parents who might have a teen who was going through some skin issues to keep their self-esteem during the process? Yeah. So, you know, there's acne and self-esteem are very closely related. So, you know, especially in those teenage years, it's, it's a difficult mm-hmm. time period to start with. Oh, right. Right? It's, right. It's a challenging time. It's ugly from beginning to end. <laughs> yes. So, you know, add in the mix of acne, that, that makes it even more challenging. Um, so a couple of things, you know, bring them in as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel that you're not making progress with the at-home treatment regimens, there's so many treatments for you know, with different levels of intensity of treatment so that you can kind of tailor to who you've got ahead of you mm-hmm. so that we can make an improvement. You know, mm-hmm. the minute you start to make an improvement, you see that self-esteem go up. And yeah. that's that's so important for them to be able to, you know, achieve their goals. You, you need that self-esteem to, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just keep encouraging them to stay on regimen because that's mm-hmm. the hardest part. Acne right. is a chronic disease. Mm-hmm. There is no quick fix for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's the chronicity of it means that you kind of have to keep encouraging them. Hey, did you wash your face this morning? Right. Yes. Right. Did you put your medicine right. on? Wash your teeth, wash yes. your face. Right. right. <laughs> so it, I think that's sometimes a challenge with my teenage patients is that, you know, they've got so much going on with right. school and sports. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not washing my face. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but kind of keeping keeping after them, I guess, to just keep encouraging them to keep on regimen, I think, is very, very helpful. That is the hardest part. Yeah. My son's. Uh, my son was an athlete, and so he, when he would have a helmet on, like that was even uh, worse. Sure. So it became yep. part the of like as soon as he was done playing, he should be washing, washing his right. face. But right. then again, then he's tired, and then he's, and then he's in bed, and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I need you to wash your face. That pillowcase, right? Right. Oh, right. But it's really keeping them and helping them be, you know. But that teaches mm-hmm. them also to be, you know, accountable for their own right. health. Mm-hmm. and wellness, which is something we've talked about mm-hmm. before on this right. show. That's mm-hmm. true. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely vouch for self-esteem like you were saying. There's direct correlation, whether you're a teenager or young child or an adult. I uh, fight uh, eczema and now it's more manageable and controllable than it was sure. when I was a kid. And it had a lot to do with my self-esteem. Um, feeling, you know, I didn't go to dermatologists and get the assistance when I did so but when I did it made a huge difference mm-hmm. so what are some of your um, thoughts on uh, I hear a lot of kids especially in a cold environment we live yeah. dealing with eczema sure. skin conditions right. 
how early should someone work with a dermatologist and what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, eczema is, a, a, again, another one of those more chronic conditions, mm, although yeah. a, some percentage of kids will outgrow it by the age of eight and it'll mm. be much a little bit less right. intense in um, severity. Mm. Um, but again, because of that, it's more chronic management mm -hmm. rather than a short-term fix. Um, eczema itself reduces quality of life quite a bit. You know, right. you're itchy, you can't mm -hmm. sleep, you're scratching, mm -hmm. that impairs your ability to function yes. at school. I mean, it's just, it all around mm -hmm. really affects yeah. your health. Right. Um, so skincare, you know, when we look back at what happens in eczema, it's actually just the basic mechanics is a moisturizing defect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so going back to trying to put the moisture back in the skin, so less showers or baths for the kids. You know, Which they and, would love to it, hear. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. in, the, right? in the winter, maybe no more than twice yeah. a week if, you know, if not, if they're not yeah. truly dirty, right? right. Um, mm -hmm. Lubing up with a good moisturizer, you know, morning and night, you know, mm -hmm. as much as it sounds, mm -hmm. when you put your pajamas on at nighttime, when you take your pajamas off in the morning time, trying to get that back on, you know, putting it on right after the shower, trapping some of that water. Mm -hmm. That's your basic skincare mm -hmm. to try and keep eczema at bay, but it's not going to work for everyone, right. you know, yeah. and then that's when, you know, getting, having, uh, again, a dermatologist intervene to, See if you can calm it down while before you know really flares too much. Um, eczema does have a little propensity towards getting infected as well. So mm. again, if you're in a chronic mm. plaque, maybe you need antibiotics. Maybe you need something mm. to really get some bacteria out right. of there to mm. really. That's what's going to allow you to heal. Okay. Um, so How about dietary issues yeah. with all skin conditions? Mm -hmm, sure. what, is there any um, recommendations that you give to your parents or your patients? So you know the dietary. There's lots of controversies. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna start there and say that no, yeah. in medicine, no one seems to agree on this completely. Right. Um, with eczema, I haven't seen a significant um, dietary mm -hmm. um, association. I will say that. Mm -hmm. um, as to you know, the normal things you hear: a nice, balanced diet, good mix of antioxidants in the mix of mm -hmm. everything else. Mm -hmm. The one place where I find diet to be important is um, acne. Yeah, okay. and so there's okay. a lot of literature to support that hormone-containing dairy mm. may be triggering acne for some people. So okay. going okay. to a, a hormone-free dairy, those are going to be like your almond milk, your cashew milk, those um, may be helpful. Um, and then the other thing you read about is the high glycemic index foods. So whatever okay. runs your blood sugar up quickly mm -hmm. is probably not, is not good for you overall, but is right, not right. good for your skin as well. Mm -hmm. How about um, water and hydration? Yeah, so, you know... Always important, you know, well hydrated skin <laughs> mm -hmm. is, is important. Um, I think a lot of those those same things that you hear your primary doctor tell you, you know, drink a good amount of water, eat your green leafy vegetables, eat your, mm -hmm. you know, your blackberries, your raspberries, where you're going to get your antioxidants. Mm -hmm. Those are all very, very important. Okay. There's some now reports coming about like um, fish oil and things like that for psoriasis, and they don't have a ton of support, but you know, again, there's there may be something there as well. Yeah. Okay. With the omegas, threes. Yeah. It's always amazing how when something internally isn't working right, it shows mm -hmm. up and externally on your that skin. Is for sure. Like yeah. you were talking sure. about being visual. That's one of the amazing parts of the skin that you can look at it and you can you learn so much about a person that way. And so yeah. I think it it is it's you know it's very important. You know if you think about we talked about eczema and dry skin, you know diabetics will have more dry skin than the average, and mm -hmm. it has to do with the sugars and the water being pulled away. And mm -hmm. you know you don't think of it that right. way, but mm -hmm. it it. it it is a manifestation on the skin of an internal disease, so it's it's pretty interesting. That yeah. Yeah. An SPF every day, right? Yeah. Anything SPF every day. Doesn't yes. matter if we're having a polar vortex. I know. <laughs> a few months back, or yeah. So yeah. The, 
the thought is is that you know there's you know two main wavelengths of light that get to this to the surface of uh, the Earth, uh, UVA and UVB. UVB is probably blocked out by your window glass in your car, but UVA is not. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that, even if you're mm. never going to step outside, you know, you're like, hey, I'm just, I'm doing <laughs> negative 22 I'm just, Yeah, I'm just doing drop off and drop, you know, pick up. Right. But mm -hmm. still that SPF 30 can be useful sure. for that. And right. it's interesting, you know, as women, we think a little bit about anti-aging mm -hmm. and UVA is associated a lot with aging. And sure. so it, it's, again, to keep that in check, that sun protection mm -hmm. is also a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, what so. would you recommend for sun protection um, for kids, adults, yeah. on a regular basis? So, you know, so for um, on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. I think an SPF 30 or higher is probably best. Okay. If you're going to be outdoors with your kids, I would say step it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there's again, this is another controversial issue where you get to is anything higher than an SPF 30 or helpful, <laughs> right? Sure. Right. Sure. But the caveat to that statement is is that when they studied in a lab to give you a sunblock number, they put a, a standardized amount on your skin. Mm -hmm. And if you don't put that much on, you didn't get that number. Oh. And oh. that's the caveat to it. Mm -hmm. So the way most that's of us... Point. That is a really Right. So the way most of us put it on, I'm not probably getting a 30 out of my bottle of 30. Mm. Okay. Uh, and that's where I say with, if your kids are really going to be outside, maybe step up your game closer to that 50 number because okay. the way we physically put it on... Interesting. We well, they, they want to be in the third. water. They're exactly. like, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. you have to do like a dance. They have to know, vogue right? it to is. get yeah. your child, you know. know. You have to keep reapplying. <laughs> like, and that's the other yeah. challenge. It truly yeah. is a challenge. And as of now, the advice is not to use the spray, especially for smaller children. Right. It is really. Yeah. But it it's is. so easy to. I know. Oh, it it oh, truly oh, is. And it's so hard. They're so, you know, they're like running out of your hands as you're trying to get this on there. And their little faces are hard to turn the corners on, you know, with their nose. Um, you know, they do make some of the um, some of the sunblock companies do make a little stick version that you can use on the face. Mm -hmm. That's a little easier to turn the corners near their eyes and yes. things like that. I use that all the time. Yeah, yeah, I like I yeah. like that one as yep. well. And there's a few companies out there that have started to work on doing more just the physical blockers, your zinc and titanium dioxide. Okay. So there's less chemical blockers in there, which mm -hmm. makes us sure. all feel better. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So right. you know, yeah. I think that's important. And you know, the other piece of advice I'd say is sun protective clothing has become a really mm. big deal. Mm -hmm. yep. So your shirts built in with your UPF 50. No chemicals. So, exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, now it's called sure. a UPF, but that's huge. Wearing, putting a yeah. rash guard on the kids when they go in the pool, then you're fighting only their face and their legs, right? right? Yeah. 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 A little less right. body to fight at that point. Right. But that's right. really helpful too. So mm -hmm. the hats, the UPF clothing, mm -hmm. those can be really... Mm -hmm. Make it a lot less. Make you have to fight them a lot less. Right. Yeah. I know we could talk about this for so much longer, but uh, <laughs> we're going to have to wrap things up. Like Erica said, our skin is our largest organ and one we should take very good care of. Thank you, Dr. Gill, for sharing your knowledge and advice with us this morning. We appreciate you tuning into the Napral Moms Network. We'll be right back. Thank you. Stay up to date on what's happening in our neighborhoods and schools at City Hall and all across town with NCTV 17 News Update. Email directly to your inbox once a day, Monday through Friday. This two-minute video not only tells you the latest news, but shows it to you all at your fingertips. And that's what's happening right here in Naperville. And the best part, it's free. So sign up today at nctv17.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome to the Napeville Moms Network, a mom-focused talk show focusing on all things mom-related. My co-hosts, Erica, Sarita, and Patty are happy to have you with us today. Last month, we discussed dating for us. This month, we are tackling dating in our kids. Erica, I hope your little ones aren't already started dating. Um, <laughs> my boys are 15 and 16, and we have already entered the dating waters. Um, I know for myself, one of the things that I wanted to really help guide my kids in is being respectful, having mm-hmm. open communication when they start dating. Um, it's so challenging when you're young, right? It's like, does she like me? Do I like her, right? Yeah. Um, you start you know, getting connected on social media and, and there's so many more things that go into the dating world. When we were growing up, you saw this person for school and then right. you didn't, it all shut down at 3 p.m. when you went home. Right. Um, and God bless my parents. I know I dated a few fellas <laughs> that they, <laughs> they served certainly weren't super fond of. And um, I, I don't remember them ever really saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of them. It kind of just worked its, its way out. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I do also share with the kids is make sure you're dating someone that kind of does life the same way as you do, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a happy-go-lucky person, you want to be with someone that lifts you mm-hmm. up and, you know, sure. um, there's so many styles of being a human being that sometimes you could be a great person and you can be a great mm-hmm. person, right. but they don't necessarily connect, mm-hmm. you know, sure. all that mm-hmm. well. Right, and so. that's one of the things that I have noticed with, you know, having older kids, we've been dating for a while and now in college and out of college now we're serious dating because now you start looking at is this the person I'm going to spend the rest of my you know could I spend the rest of my life with so as a parent you start looking at dating a little bit different and Mm -hmm. you start looking Mm -hmm. at is this is this person bringing out the best in my child? That's a great point. And yeah. that is, yeah. instead of saying, you know, and there have been, and I, I'm not going to name either of my children <laughs> that have dating and any of the people that have been through the home, but I will say that there have been people that have just been better fits than others. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, I don't like this person, don't go out with this person, because that is going to blow up in your face. That's going to blow up in your face. <laughs> yep. and, and plus, you don't want to bash the other person. It's not that I ever think that the other person's not a good person. Yeah. It's just not like you said. It's it's just not a fit. So yeah. I will yeah. often say, you know, when they ask, what do you think? I will, you know, I have said, I just don't think that you are the best version of you mm-hmm. when you're with this person. But that's up to you to make that decision, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are adults with, mm-hmm. at this point. And stepping back and letting them do that, even when you're like, oh, <laughs> is this what I'm going to spend all my holidays with? Like, but, but at the same time, then they bring around somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I love seeing my kids be so happy with somebody else that mm-hmm. this person, mm-hmm. I don't want to be all Jerry Maguire, but this person completes them. You know, this is, <laughs> this is the, the moment. And so it's, it's, you, as a parent, you walk that it's kind of like a little tightrope mm-hmm. of what do you say, mm-hmm. what do you not say to keep them healthy in their dating relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even you, you, I know we joked, Erica, you're not going to have anything to say. You have a seven-year-old. But however, my seven-year-old. Um, it's going on 13. It's going on 13. No, you know, she said she came home within the first month of kindergarten, told me who her boyfriend was, and same thing with first grade. And I think... You know, I don't have the experience, but the questions I asked her were, what do you like about this person? Yeah, that's good. And maybe if that starts even that young, because her response was kind, mm-hmm. smart, mm-hmm. 
both of the two boys that she's liked have been on, <laughs> on the quieter side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, qualities that I'm thinking, okay, smart and kind, and you she's know, and then I well. think about yeah. them. Right, let's follow yeah. this trend. This is a good path. Let's yeah. stay exactly. on it. Yeah. Let's stay on right. this path forever. Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's asking the right questions. It's only, it's almost like you speak when spoken to by your <laughs> teenager, you know, or right. child. You know, I, neither of my parents ever said a word about anyone I brought home other than, you know, treating them with the utmost respect right. and welcoming whoever it was into their home. Um, but ultimately, it's about finding that match, yeah. you know, yeah. that person that you just, you do, you one another. That's so, they had it right. They really oh, Tom did. Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I think the harder part with dating as a teen is, like Kathy, you were saying, there's so much pressure the kids are already going through to try to fit in mm-hmm. socially. Yeah. And then uh, the whole stigma is, um, okay, you have you're either dating or you're not dating, how your friend circles are impacted, mm-hmm. when your friends are dating and you're not. I think it, mm-hmm. you gotta take all that into consideration and I think you guys make a good point. When your child's dating, their life shouldn't turn upside down. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to still mm-hmm. you know, have that person be part of their life. And yep. so trying to fit into that person's right. life is the key and I think they're not gonna make the right decisions the first time. And the whole process of it through dating different kind of people, they figure out Mm -hmm. what works for them and who's a good fit for them uh, is the key. You know, fortunately, you know, we haven't really gotten into serious dating. And for me growing up, I grew up in a different culture where it Mm -hmm. wasn't really encouraged. So for me, it actually took the pressure off because I felt like, okay, I don't have to worry about dating and -hmm. I could just be just friends. And for me, high school was very different. I was very driven, active in a lot of things. I had a lot of friends who were guys, but it was less pressure for them and for me just to be friends. Mm -hmm. So the only Mm -hmm. advice I have for my daughter who's in high school is I'm not against her dating, but as you guys were saying, you know, Find someone who does life like you do and has the same values. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, is important. Um, and also remembering that, you know, they themselves are evolving as a person. Mm-hmm. Sure. So to keep that in so mind, young. don't get into a serious relationship right away mm-hmm. or just realize that you're still trying to figure out who you are, what mm-hmm. your dreams are, yeah. and you don't want to compromise too much too young. Right. Sure, sure. sure. That's a great, great mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I also tell, try to tell uh, my oldest son, who's in a serious relationship, and I mean, fast forward, if this was my daughter, I'd love it, but they're right. 16, right? Right. Um, right? But I also try to remind them, like, you have all these other friends Mm -hmm. that you've spent so much time with. Like, don't just drop off the face of the planet. Right. Um, Because you can't put put that much pressure on one person or, you know, kind of desert your friends. Um, And you see a lot of kids, and a lot of adults do that too, right? Oh, for sure, Um, sure. And so you want to make sure that you're keeping that balance of not all of a sudden just getting sucked into this relationship because that's kind of what they want to do at that age. Mm -hmm. You know, is, oh, I always want to be with them. I want to see them every day. I want to see them every night. Um, And being respectful to your other amazing friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And if something ends up happening, then you haven't 
then you don't have to crawl back and be like, hi, right. can we be friends again? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, sure. right, because then you're, you know, your friends are like, really? Now you get right. the second. But I yeah. think as parents, we need to keep that in mind, too, that they're only 16 mm -hmm. and that this isn't necessarily the person they're going to marry. And it could yeah. be. I mean, I right. have friends from high school right. who dated in high school, and they're still married, and that's awesome. Yeah. But I think that, you know, sometimes they're, you know, as parents, we take these people in like they are already a part of our family. <laughs> right. Like, well, let's invite her to all of our, you know, family events, and she's yeah. in our Christmas photo. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, let's keep this for what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing I, I notice is if you see as parents, if your child in high school specifically mm -hmm. starts not being themselves and not mm -hmm. participating in the same things that they were participating right. in mm -hmm. and only doing things with this one person, that is a time when you need to have a discussion. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. saying you have to break up with this person, but just yeah. those things you just pointed out. Mm -hmm. These friendships and these relationships and activities you've been doing all these years have made you happy. Mm -hmm. They've made you who you are. Mm -hmm. Don't give those up just for one person. Like the, right. You need to find somebody that's going to let you be you. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's hard enough as an adult to know who you are, but I think mm -hmm. you can learn through different relationships, like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be right. with? You know, mm -hmm. how do I feel when I'm with someone that does this or says this or acts this way? Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good learning tool as well, and kind of staying out of it a little bit more as, as an as adult or as a parent, mm -hmm. I think, is important. Right. Because it usually works itself out, like you it, said. I think it does. And they yeah. do learn what they like and they don't like, mm -hmm. or what make, feels best and what doesn't feel like. Dating is good as teenagers. It's yeah. what they, sh you know, it's good that they do that. Yeah. And I, you know, my parents, we all have said the same thing. Our parents were so hands off. My husband remembers coming to my front door and my dad seeing him standing at the porch. And this first time he'd met my dad, and my dad just stared at him through the glass door and said, <laughs> yelled me for me and said, Patty, you got a friend here and like. That was it. And like, my husband was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't like him. But it wasn't that he didn't like him. It was just that I'm going to let her figure this out. And mm -hmm. when she says that it's serious, mm -hmm. then I will invest time in this relationship. But until then, yep. you're on my front porch. <laughs> you're on my front porch. And, and that's that. true to some extent, mm -hmm. trusting your yeah. yes. son yeah. or daughter that the values that you've taught them, hopefully keep to heart, mm -hmm. make yep those right decisions and, yeah. and come to you when they feel mm -hmm. they need your advice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And if not, ultimately, it's their choice. It is. So at the it end is. of the day, if mistakes need to be made, then they need to be made. And mm -hmm. if lessons need to be learned, then they need to be learned. And they are the ones that are probably going to outlive <laughs> the yeah. relationship they have. You know, those true. are the two that are together um, spending all their time. Yep. So, oh. that's tricky. Yeah, it is. I'll just it learn is. from all of you and <laughs> come to you with questions when the time arises. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Helping our kids form healthy, respectful relationships with appropriate boundaries seems to be one of the keys to this topic. We wish that for your kids as well. We'll be right back with more of the Naperville Moms Network. Stay tuned. <laughs> 